Welcome everybody to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we pool our resources to dethrone the monarchy in Regicide. Next up, we are city bus drivers choosing our own routes on the fly. Get on board New York and London. And lastly, we race our varmints across the dusty plains to finish to the finish line in Lemmings. I'm your host, Celeste Angelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hi, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, guys. And Mike Grenier. <laughs> well, our first game up this week is Regicide, designed by Paul Abrams, Luke Badger, and Andy Rickdale. Wow, that's a, a fun bunch of names. Luke Badger. <laughs> Published by Badgers from Mars in 2020. Cool. Also, yeah, not a, not a too shabby a, a name for like a... That. A company, it's one of the better ones I've heard. Uh, Creative. Number, yeah, number of players. It's one usually four. animal adjective. <laughs> right, <laughs> and they did animal and location instead. <laughs> All right, they mixed it up a little bit. <laughs> Ages 10 and up, playtime 10 to 30 minutes. All right, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. <laughs> On the cover, a dark and daunting king looms above a brave and eclectic band of adventurers standing stiff-backed and ready to do battle. Inside we find a deck of 54 playing cards with custom art, an enemy guide card, and a game aid card. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game deserves the royal treatment, Sir Evan, read off the Declaration of Rules! Hear ye, hear ye. The rules are as thouest, and thouest are the rules. <laughs> Regicide is a cooperative card game in which the goal is for the players to defeat all 12 of the face cards among a standard deck of 52 cards. Players will do this by utilizing the other 40 cards in the deck, or actually technically 42 cards in the deck, to fight against and defeat the face cards. Or, if possible, the team should try to capture the face cards and integrate them into the available pool of cards to help defeat the rest of the baddies. <laughs> First, players will fight the jacks. If they defeat all the jacks, then they fight the queens. If they fight all the queens successfully, they finally fight all the kings. Players will play number cards, and the number is the amount of damage against the face cards. But beware... The face cards also deal damage against each player's hand of cards. Mm. The suit will determine the special effect of the card numbers. Spades are shields, hearts heal, clubs do double damage, and diamonds let you draw more cards. For each face card baddie, their suit negates that power. So, if a jack of spades is the enemy, then the spades suit power of shield is negated. Can't use it. Players must defeat all 12 face cards before any one of the players loses all of the cards in their hand. So, that's how you play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, we played this game on Board Game Arena. Yeah, and uh, and um, what did we think of the look of the game? Mm. I was like, okay, 
if um <laughs> it's a basic set of cards, but hey, that art is kind of cool. Yeah, like looking at the art for me, it kind of reminded me of like you know when you're silk screening a t-shirt and you have like the different color layers stacked on top of each other. It was kind of stark like that, and like it had I don't know like strange edges to it, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It they're, did. And they're uh, non-traditional sort of action poses. You know, it's mm-hmm. nice also to see drawings of either creatures or humans, humanoids on the number seven or the number five, mm-hmm. right? As yeah. opposed to just not seeing anything there. So that that definitely added to the uh, standard card deck. It, it brought, mm-hmm. it kicked it up a notch, basically. Yeah, it, I'm it a definitely huge... conveys a fantasy world. Mm. It does. It does. It's, the creatures look like you're almost like from uh, some kind of a minimalist monster manual uh, or something. <laughs> and, nice yeah. alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost like if it were the prototype of a book, then you were putting together mm-hmm. just some ideas for sketches. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, a little that's a good more... idea. Yeah. Storyboard, actually. Yeah, it is. What, it's conceptual. And what's neat is the 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 um, the numbers and the suits also have that same style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The numbers look great. The the sort of rustic but minimal symbols mm-hmm. for the hearts, diamonds, clubs, and mm-hmm. what about those suits, guys? So each mm-hmm. suit did a different thing in this game. Um, yeah. How was that for getting used to, right? That's not something you normally play with a deck of cards. No, I mean, it, it was certainly a clever use of the different suits. The mm-hmm. only thing I kind of thought is like, oh, obviously they wanted people to be able to use a standard deck of cards to play the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, it would have been helpful if the instead of the suit symbol, they actually had a symbol, a shield for the, <laughs> the spade because it helped mm-hmm. defend against attacks, you know? No, yeah. a healing potion or something like that for um, the hearts, you know? Yeah, or at least that, that somewhere in the art they have that. You know, like kind of like they do with tarot cards, like the se- Seven of Swords. They'll have mm-hmm. seven swords in the art, you know? They could have done yeah. that, but still kept the real suit na- name in the corner. And as a reminder to have, like, basically what Ed said, you know? Speaking the, of reminders, they do give you, obviously, player aid cards mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm, would mm-hmm. have next to your... Next to your hand, so that that information would be there if you're playing at the yeah. actual table, right off to the side. So that's the mitigation for that. Yeah. And on board game arena, if you hovered over the card, it it gave you the information. So mm-hmm. so you got it's your just, info. Boy, this I would have been like really those, disappointed uh, if I had to play with a regular deck of cards. That would have stank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I agree. That's cool. Yeah, seeing the you know the evil mad queen on the queen cards and the mm-hmm. scary kings and all that stuff was, you know, a huge part of this game. I don't know if I yeah. would have, certainly conceptually, I would have had a lot more trouble getting on board with mm-hmm. a, a regular deck. This feels to me kind of like one of those games that somebody on a camping trip who for like five days was really bored and had a deck of cards and they're like, Let's just make something up, you know, and they had the standard deck and they wrote a couple notes on the side and that's where you get your like info card. Like, all right, let's take all the face cards out and just fight them. And let's say hearts does that and whatever. Like I've seen, I've been on those camping trips where we've made up those kind of games. Yeah. And this one's well fleshed out. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so um, you thought that um, diamonds were the most important, huh, Ed? 
Uh, definitely. They are, I think, the the key um, mm-hmm. strategy to the game. Because it, it's not easy. Is mm-hmm. the diamond because they are the only way to fill your hand back up. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's true. All the, I think all the suits are really important, too, though. Like, in, against oh, other man, suits, though, like, I feel like you, diamonds if, need to go against spades. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> But, Mike, if you is, didn't have, if you don't have diamonds, I mean, we you come really close to death really quickly. Without well, not necessarily, killing, You can run though, out right? of cards fast. But if I have, like, the ace-ten of clubs, you know, I can kill that spade off before it even does any damage. You know, it does t- double damage. And it's, mm-hmm. so that's, like, 22 points of damage. I can kill off basically almost any card in the game. Yeah, so, but so, in you know, order to get those cards, hand. you need diamonds. <laughs> I mean, yes, you could start with them in your hand, but you do need diamonds. You need them all, though. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you need spades to protect against the ones that hit too hard and to lower their attack. Uh, you need to have diamonds to refill your hand as a defensive mechanism. You know what I mean? Like, if you're doing damage with diamonds, just to defend against the, dam- against the damage you're going to take, you need to have to refill your hand and it also helps refill everybody else's hand too and a game like this if if you had if we were playing knowing each other's cards we you could absolutely engineer probably mm-hmm. a victory more than more than half the time but the key here is that you can't know what your what the other mm-hmm. players have in their so hands. painful yeah no so so table so talk tough. oh yeah. my gosh but mm, therein us, lies the yeah. rub as as mm-hmm. as it were you know so yeah. challenging on these co-op games we've played several of them now in which there's no table talking about <laughs> about your hand and that seems yeah. to be where kind of the real crux of the game lies yeah usually the uh the the deconstruction, as it were, happened at the end of the game. You lost. You're like, oh, why didn't you play one of these? Oh, then? Like, I didn't yeah. have any. I didn't have it. Oh, right. Right at the time, yeah. yeah. Plus, um, yeah. if you kill a card with the exact amount, you get to put that card back into your into your draw pile. Capture um, hearts is, by the way, how you get more cards to be able to draw from. So mm-hmm. if if you have a bunch of diamonds and no hearts then you might not even have anything mm-hmm. to draw from. That's another mm-hmm. problem if you can't draw. Um, so like I said, all the, all the suits are important. Um, yeah, for yeah. definite solid strategies to try to capture those capture, face cards yeah. and integrate them into your avail- into the available pool of yeah. cards that become available for you. Uh, because I can't mm-hmm. see how we're going to kill those kings in which it takes 40 points of cards. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. To kill each of the, you got to do it four times in order to achieve yeah. victory. And you got to survive their order. attack, you know, like, because <laughs> what do they do? 20 points of damage or something? 20 like that? every time. You got to so take you... 20 points of hands out of your hand. Yeah, right. Every time. Mm-hmm. Unless you have shields. <laughs> Unless you have shields. But yeah. yeah. It should be kind of lower brutal... the overall. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think when we started playing the uh, mm-hmm. first game, me, myself, Ed, and Mike, uh, mm-hmm. I know, Evan, you played a different game with them. We die. I died instantly. So, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. When one person dies, the game is that's over. It. So yeah. that's kind of fun. That listen, nobody's stuck waiting for the end of the game. It's over no. when one of us goes. True. Um. So yeah, that's a that's actually a I think a feature. You know, the fact mm-hmm. that the end so quick it could mm-hmm. end quickly, but you can yeah. just start a new game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. And and uh, it's really important to try to use only the resources you need. To defeat each thing, you know what I mean. You you don't want to mm-hmm. overkill because then you're gonna not have those things available for the next fight because each round is you know you don't there's no real break. You kill one, the next one comes out. So mm-hmm. you got to be ready for that. Yeah, and actually, you end the, up. You know, go ahead. 
the spades were also a good thing to have because what, what we often do is mm-hmm. set the spades up and neutralize an enemy and then take our time you know, weeding through our deck a little bit to kind of reset. I kind of want to get rid of all the low cards because they, they don't really do enough damage and you can't take enough hit points with them. So the low yep. cards are bad. If you got like a lot of low cards, you're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do anything. And you can only <laughs> play one card a turn unless you play the ace with it. And you can play an offsuit ace, so you can mix up your like, attacks and stuff. Yeah, so you can put an ace of spades and a uh, you know a three of clubs or whatever together in the same shot. So you can you can actually play multiple cards that are not aces. The rule is that you can play was it matching cards up to matching the total cards. of ten. Yep, up 10. to a score so two of fives ten. So I could, I could play, play four twos if I had yep. four twos. Exactly. To play. Yeah, so and, you and you'll get that. all those abilities. That's nice. You know what I mean? That's right. You'll draw two. You'll block two points. You'll put two cards back in, etc. So yeah, lots of fun yep. little rules. Okay, Explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Regicide. Ed? The game is very simple and yet very (laughs) challenging. And it's uh, more than you might think. Like, oh, yeah, I got this. Smack. Let me try that again. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I think that, let me try that again. The reason why I'll dig this up, because I, I, Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep trying until I succeeded. Mm-hmm. How about you, Mike? Uh, me? So, uh, can we actually play a secret information game without table talk? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> zero table talk. But I think we did pretty well on this one. Um, it allows for some tough choices, and it's difficult enough to be challenging as evidenced by our win-loss ratio. <laughs> I would definitely play this again, so I'll dig it up. Evan? Oh, I think Regicide is a clever game, and it's refreshing to find a different use for a standard deck of cards and to make a game within it. So this was a nice discovery. Yes, like my friends say, tough to win. That's a good thing. It will keep us coming back for more Dig It Up. You know, cards and co-ops are already my preferred game types. So when you add a sophisticated yet simple set of rules... And a charming art style? Call me Kingslayer. I'm on board. <laughs> Dig it up. Yes. You know, what is your favorite game that uses a deck of cards? We would love to know. We are at Which Game First on all social media. Our next game up this week is Get On Board New York and London. Designed by Sashi. Published by Aiello Games in Aiello in 2022. Number players two to five, ages eight and up. Playtime thirty minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in this festive box. <laughs> On the cover of the box, we see the unlikely sight of fairly well-to-do people that are happy to be getting on a public bus. Um, <laughs> where, <laughs> where are these jovial town folk going? Uh, no one knows for certain, <laughs> but uh, it's either somewhere in London or New York. <laughs> uh, inside the right. box, we find a double-sided board, one side for London, one side for New York, 50 double-sided player sheets, 160 route markers, five departure pawns, 28 cards, and an inspector pawn. And that's what's in the box. Well, before you decide if you're on board with this game, Evan, pull into the rules depot. Hong Kong, Get On Board (laughs) is an area control board game in which you're a bus driver who must make decisions on various types of passengers to pick up 
and routes to drive along in the city and reaching certain destination points. The goal is to plan the most efficient routes, which result in the greatest chances for the most points. The board is actually a city grid. It's either New York or London, depending on which side of the board you play. And all of the tracking of the bus, excuse me, and all the tracking of the bus routes, the passengers and buildings are plotted on this city bus map. Each turn, a card is revealed that tells the players the type of route that they can play, both in length and in shape or direction. Sometimes you have to make a series of turns and sometimes you're just going to drive straight. There are opportunities to alter your course, but doing so too many times will earn you negative points. <laughs> That's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really need to turn here. You also get negative points if you drive down a stretch that has already been driven by another player, hence the area control aspect of this game. Mm-hmm. So what are we waiting for? Let's get on board, board up the bus, get on the game board. Board, get, uh, board, well, you get d- it. D- right. You won't be bored. Yeah. <laughs> Will you be bored? Bored, on board, board game. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Yes. Good try. It. Beep, beep, <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> so we played this game on Board Game Arena. Of course, BGA is wonderful with mm-hmm. actually making the game, uh, the digital version of the game, look identical to the board version of the game, the real in life, in real life version of the game. This mm-hmm. this board was the same way. What do you guys? think of how the game looked and it's a roll and write on digital how was it yeah i i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i I preferred that i didn't have to write anything in there because like (laughs) i think the board would just be a mess trying to do it in person you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of interesting that there's a board and your pad they think most of the Mm -hmm. rolling rights are kind of like oh you just got dice on your own your pad is your board Mm -hmm. but now you got a board and you're keeping track of your achievements on mm-hmm. the pad. Yeah. And it looks like on the regular board, the real life board, you would have to lay out those little wooden sticks mm-hmm. on the tra- to make the tracks. Uh, I know I didn't miss that. Yeah. <laughs> they made a nice choice with the art design of this game. It has that, you know, late 50s, early 60s sort of cartoonish mm-hmm. feel to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That you would see in the opening montage of, of movies, you know, that mm-hmm. they would play the, oh, yeah, like, I know during the opening credits kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah or if it like catch me if you can if you remember the mm-hmm. opening sequence yeah. of that that sort yeah, of they right. have those like stop like camera move across like the stills and all that mm-hmm. yeah which is definitely a style unto its own so that was a good choice for mm-hmm. the style of, of and look for this game yeah maybe what people know- were happy riding the bus back then maybe maybe i mean they're all smiling have you guys see uh, do you guys remember a game called millborns Mil- no, it's I like don't. A, it's, it's kind of like a French game where you basically have this, like, you you trying to travel a certain amount of miles, and, like, they have, like, you know, the mile marker 30 means you move 30 miles, and you're trying to get to a certain... Anyway, I don't want to go too deep <laughs> into what that game is, but the art on this... You know really, Evan's going to get it, right, Mike? Oh, oh, he's going to get it. It's good. <laughs> it's a great game. I played it in, like, summer camp and stuff, but basically, the art on this really, like, brought home that nostalgic feel to me. It mm. looked a lot like it with just a couple of colors... And mm-hmm, like those mm-hmm. sharp edged letters and stuff like that, and and simplicity. I, I love the art on this. Yeah, it's not it's not just nostalgic. It's also very cheery. Like like mm-hmm. every, not not, yeah. not just everybody smiling, but the color choices. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel happy looking at it. <laughs> it is cheery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about the gameplay, guys. These bus drivers are picking their own routes. I mean, yeah. what? 
and just sort of randomly yeah. imagine yeah. your bus driver's just like, I think I'm going to turn right today. But you I know, yeah. instead of left. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was the abstraction. You guys want to go to a museum? Okay, we're going to the museum today. Oh, you guys want to go to work? Uh, maybe tomorrow I'll get to the park. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. Seriously, why do you get to pick? And and plus, it's advantageous in the game for me to go to five different museums. Like, who are these people <laughs> going to five museums in one day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless they called my bus the museum line. I mean, that would make sense. But, <laughs> but the game tour bus. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a. It, it, this is a roll and write essentially. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, it's also an eighteen xs x kind of game, right? Ed? <laughs> I, no, it has that feel to it. I you're laying it, sure. you're laying routes down. You're establishing mm-hmm. the route you took as you go. And that, this mm-hmm. felt like it. This felt more like an 18xx game to me than actually yeah. a rolling right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although it is kind of odd that, like, you know, if I take the same route as somebody else took, it's bad. Like, what's the difference? Like, it's the main street or whatever. Because, <laughs> because according to the rules, you're you're causing a traffic jam by oh, doing so. Okay. Too many buses yeah, taking sense. the same road, you get penalized because you caused a bunch of ah. traffic. ish, and why don't you say what 18xx is? Oh, all right. Oh, 18xx. It's railroad games in which, yeah. generally speaking, my understanding, Ed, correct me if I'm wrong, is that in those games you are establishing a rail line and mm-hmm. uh, t- and taking advantage of sort of the best routes possible and in many mm-hmm. cases cutting off your opponents from taking the routes that they want to take. Mm-hmm. That's an yeah. element of it. So, yeah. Yeah, and the xx just means like, like some of one of them will be called 1839 and another one will be 1842. You know what I mean? It's just... All the area in the 1800s when train lines were being laid down. So they just call them all generically 18xx. Yep. Mm-hmm. The 1800s was the age of railroad. Mm-hmm. Well, it's another neat thing is you got a card that, if your route, you get a lot of points if you do that. But mm-hmm. you have the option of trying to do little side trips if you can. True. Challenging. You get a lot of points doing that. Yep. That, that is true. And yeah, sometimes. I think I went for the side trips more than uh, anything. Uh, I just mm-hmm. had an instinct that it would gain me the amount of points I needed. I'm not sure who won, mm-hmm. but they definitely made those uh, side trips me. attractive. It was me. Yeah, I ended up winning because I just got a lot of the same kind of locations, and it, it mm-hmm. stacked up the points pretty well for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the winning strategy overall, but it just kind of seemed to work for me. Well, but... um. Mike, you yeah, also I I... thought that the di- there was a disadvantage in the- there could be a disadvantage to where you randomly end up starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have like the- some bonus points that you can get in the game are you need to go to this location, that location, that location. I think it was even in a certain order, but like depending on what random ones that you drew for that, it could really start you off at a disadvantage because oh, I'm all the way on the other side of the board or Ed's really close to like cutting that route off in his starting location. You know what I mean? So. It wasn't really made to be fully symmetrical that way, mm. just because the luck of the draw. Yeah, I found myself like, really working toward getting to that final destination, and I'm like, okay, what's the best, most efficient way for me to get there? And that's what I focus on. Cause mm-hmm. I was trying to avoid overlapping as much as I could. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to go around Mikey's track there. Mm-hmm. And, and my points. failing strategy was to try to cordon off a quarter of the board to myself and make this <laughs> block so that anyone who decided to, to cross into my territory, they'd have to suffer a, a little bit of roadblock. Like and penalties. Mo- uh, trying to keep people away, uh, in a sense. Oh. However, I realized mm-hmm. 
you, you what happens is if you if you limit yourself to just a piece of the board, when you drawing these cards that determine the route you're going to take, you're going to you're going to get into some really tight corners that you can't get out of unless mm-hmm. you start burning those points to make to, to alter your courses. But the negative points is what is what mm, really, is yep. builds up, and that's mm-hmm. what destroyed my score. It's so a my, my plan failed. Mm. Those those negative points, you have to make a calculation like, okay, is it going to save me points in the long run to take this negative now? And, you know, you kind of have to think of it that way rather than just hoping you can avoid them and then getting cornered and then having to pay a whole bunch of them to get out of the corner. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to just bite the bullet at some point and say, I'm going to have to cut through now or I'm doomed later. <laughs> I'll know for next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury. Get on board. New York and London. Double-sided board. Not the same. They don't travel through a teleporter to go from New York and London. (laughs) Not New York and London, right? (laughs) It's New York or London. Evan, what'd you think? Get on board. Uh, It's a challenge. Um, But that's Mm -hmm. good. There's a lot of replayability here and various routes to victory. (laughs) I'm looking, really, I'm looking, we played it on BGA, but I'm looking forward to playing this in person um, for a further understanding of the finer points of this game. Dig it up. Ed? I found it interesting trying to build your route, trying to make the difficult choices on what path you want to take. And so for that reason, I'm going to dig it up and (laughs) take it for another ride around town. (laughs) Mike so as much as I love efficiency (laughs) and trying to like plan out a route this game really didn't grab me because it was hard for me to understand what the score was and how I was earning it Um, and in the long run I feel like even though it's going to be different every time it doesn't feel that different when you play it again at least that's Mm. my thoughts on the matter so for now I'm going to just bury it hmm interesting (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of like train route building games. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, g- even going way back to when you used to do them with a grease pen on like an erasable board. <laughs> Remember and stuff. that? Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was predisposed to liking that whole route planning thing. I did find the, the roll and write sheet, the score sheet a little bit complicated but not to the point where i couldn't get the hang of it after a few plays and it's so sharp looking i definitely think for a roll and write it makes the cut so i will dig it up uh apparently ed wrote this one and i'm gonna say ed would like to know if your city bus is a joy ride did anybody else have that nice happy go like yeah i'm on the bus feeling <laughs> not here in bus. new york city man nope. <laughs> bus it has got to be the last ride. resort taking the absolutely bus. the last resort for me. i'd rather walk if i can <laughs> well let us know at we are at which game first on all social media hey everybody what's going on with which game first evan tell us what's up which game first is playing live online just Mm -hmm. for you just for us as well we love Mm -hmm. it (laughs) and it's happening (laughs) on monday evenings at eight o'clock east Mm -hmm. coast time in the united states 
Monday, are... Evan. I thought we were on Thursdays. <laughs> no, Thanks, no, Lester. no. That was that. That was so two weeks ago. That's so far in the past. <laughs> no, we we moved to we moved to Monday nights at eight o'clock, which is our new time and night. We're going to be sticking there for the for the foreseeable future. I don't see a change coming again anytime 8 soon. Eight o'clock, nice and late, so we don't mm-hmm. have to interrupt your dinner time anymore. We've done it a few weeks already. It's been successful. We've had more people join us, and we want you, if you haven't checked us out yet, to please come play the game with us. Watch us play the In game. Spirit. Watch us learn the game, and give us all <laughs> of your tips. I need the help to trust yeah. me. Yeah, we need the help. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Anything else uh, that that uh, our audience should know about happening uh, soon? I mean, we're getting our panels together, right, for uh, PAX Unplugged. Don't forget yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. two that we're hoping to get in there. One will be a well, – should I talk about them? Am I allowed to? Sure. No, well, unless, uh, unless you want oh, wait. To is it a secret, Evan? Sorry, well, I didn't oh, know. Oh, oh. Have we been approved yet? We okay, haven't been approved also, yet. Here's the ones we're trying to get in. We oh, wait, wait, Okay. Oh. Okay, Maybe we will keep it secret just okay, until secret we find out which ones which All ones right. we'll actually be doing. But we're definitely and going to PAX. Regardless. Yes, we're going we to PAX. We will way. absolutely be there. We'll be doing our panels. We'll be talking to people. We'll be all over the dealer rooms and mm-hmm. the Ed. You want to talk about the learning play? We're yes. going to be doing a couple of games for the learning play. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that more once the. Uh, finally scheduled, but we should get a, a date and time and we'll tell you all about it. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So Learn and Play is where you can actually come to the convention and join us um, yep. and and learn to play one or two, maybe two mm-hmm. games. There be two games. Mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah. Sometimes there's that... some... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I was going to say sometimes there's some giveaways. I can't guarantee that, but uh, sometimes <laughs> there's a few giveaways oh, yeah. at these Learn and Plays because they really want people to have them in their house. And where is PAX Unplugged? Which uh, part of the country? It's in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That'll be December 2nd through the 4th. So if you want to see us, come on down. It's going to be a fun weekend, right? Yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Come on down. We're going to be there. That's right. From where she left off. In the home of the sandwich, we will be there. (laughs) We would love to see you there, spend time with you, talk to you about anything and everything regarding (laughs) board games with you at PAX Unplugged, December 2nd through 4th, which game first Uh will be there. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much to everybody for listening. We got new patrons this week. Oh, it was so exciting. (gasps) And it was great to welcome them (laughs) aboard. I hope you got to listen to... The earliest episodes from way back when that are secret just for our patrons. Um, And also that you're uh, diving into our patron-only podcast called... Bonus Bonus Points. points. Celeste, we lost your audio for a second. Did you say we have new patrons? We do, we do, we do. You (gasps) lost the audio, but they won't because it's recorded here at my house. Uh So. Yes, we do. And it's great. Thank you so much. If you want to become a patron of this show and get access to our bonus points, you just need to go to our website and click on become a patron today. Today. Thank you for listening, everybody. Our next and last game up this week (laughs) is Lem. Okay. Lemming. I wanted to say lemmings many, many times, but Uh I believe this is. The German version of the game? Mm-hmm. Verspringzerst. Okay, okay, so it's called <laughs> Lemming Verspringzerst. In English, that would be lemmings doing something, jumping off a cliff, maybe it means. Springing. I'm not sure. Springing, Springing right. Yeah. Jumping off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. 
Deadly Springing. <laughs> Designed by Sebastian Bleasdale, published by Amigo in 2014. Number of players two to five, ages eight and up. Playtime, 30 minutes. Mikey, what is in the goofy box? <laughs> On the cover, we see a beautiful green covered cliff littered with cute Bucktooth little lemmings doing exactly what we expect from lemmings, leaping gleefully to their untimely demise. (laughs) (laughs) Inside, we find a game board, 60 cards, 55 landscape cards, 5 player color cards, 21 bonus landscape tiles, and 10 lemmings. And that's what's in the box. <laughs> so, there, there's the thing that you didn't hear the you didn't hear it open, but it did open. It did Trust open. Me. I, I waited the I appropriate amount post. of time for it to open, and then I started talking. So hopefully it works. <laughs> well, before we see if this game leaps out at you, Evan, mm-hmm. yeah. scurry over to the rules and tell us what they are. Okay, mm-hmm. Lemingue is a race game in which players <laughs> each have two lemmings that they control. And the goal is to be the first player to get both your lemmings over the finish line. There's actually not a cliff. It's a finish line. Finish and, there's line. A re- and there's actually a reason for that, which we'll get mm-hmm. to. Okay. Now, um, you, have a hand, you have a hand of cards. And each turn, you will either draw a card or play a card. Those are your options. Cards have a number and a terrain. The terrain is kind of the suit. And there are these six different terrains. Well, the main terrain is the open grassland. There's no restrictions on there. And the other five are special. Water... Uh, desert, forest, mines, and mountains, I believe, is the, is the fifth one. So each one, their own terrain. Oh, those rocky hexes are mines? Uh, wow. Well, that's what I call them. <laughs> <laughs> Quarries? I don't know. Like, yeah, quarry. Uh, uh, what? They don't really say what they are. I'm, I'm they, do. they, they don't say. So it's kind of. <laughs> so I'm calling them mines. Because, okay. Uh, because I like that. Now, uh, you play the cards. That will determine the distance that a lemming can be moved. So if you play, every, everything starts at number two. Play lower value cards, equal value cards on top of each other. They have to be the same terrain, and you can add those numbers to move that many spaces. So in other words, if the card out is a uh, two, I can play two twos. To move four, okay, because it's of e- of lower or equal value. But if the mm-hmm. card that's currently on that specific terrain is a two, and I play a three, I can't play more than one card. I have to just move the, th- the three. Mm-hmm. So you can't stack it if you're going to go higher than the number. Yeah. So, uh, and when you do that, when you play one card, you're going to receive a hex tile that acts as a barrier, and you can... Put it on the board to inhibit your opponents. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> or accidentally so. inhibit yourself. Yeah, well, you <laughs> never know, right? Because mm-hmm. remember, you got two of these varmints that you're moving around the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If you land, uh, if you land on your opponent, they get pushed into another space, and that's it. It's a race game, trying to get to that finish line. Now, let's all do what everyone else is doing and follow them blindly in- through the rest <laughs> of this review. <laughs> Well, we play this on my favorite online gaming interface, Yukata.de, in all of its retro glory. Mm -hmm. So on Yukata.de, you don't always get that perfect rendering of the board game that you get on Board Game Arena, but Mm -hmm. this one looked pretty good. Um, It looked very much like the board that you would see in real life. Now... What did you guys think of that board? Mm, I thought it was too static. Basic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. We but got it was hexes. It kind of hexes. Give it that much. 
Okay. I yeah. did not understand it. Okay, yeah. I did not understand the uh, that what was that like dirt pit that was going through the middle? Was that a tunnel? That's just so you have a longer board. It's so you a go barrier. Around it. right. Yeah, you have to go around it. So it's like a, it's a Jersey barrier. Well, yeah, I got. Think of it I winding up a mountain. You're winding up a mountain. <laughs> you know, it's the mountain path that goes. Stylistically, what was it? Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It no was, idea. Uh, yeah. And yeah. what about the cover of this board game? These these lemmings have jackhammers and jetpacks. There were none mm-hmm. of that in the game. No. There were there was no bungee cord. There was no well, cool cards like that. No there wasn't additional even a cliff. weapons. Yeah, yeah, well, there wasn't a cliff. It's yeah. a finish line, and and oh, the reason yeah, okay. for that is because because the whole lemmings off the cliff is a myth. It's total mythology. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not real. There's one falling <laughs> off the cliff on this though. But like, no, you're right, so real Evan. You're you're right to depict though to, to to point out that the depiction here on the cover is going off the cliff. But you look at the game and. It's just crossing a finish line onto the grassy area beyond the finish line. <laughs> so there's no cliff. What? But also the implication is that there's a bunch of cool gadgets in this game. Yeah, I know. Like to rocket pump packs. up your lemmings with. Mm-hmm. Nope. I-, I like that lemming with the jetpack on his back. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I want one of those for in-game because I really could have used one so we didn't get stopped by uh, apparently a stream yeah. <laughs> well, unless oh, you have soggy. the right terrain cards. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. how about those terrain cards and the movement in this game? What What did you think? Exciting. <laughs> it's neat when you get the combos. I mean, like, aha! I got the one. I can now go five spaces. Aha! Yeah. With a one. Yep. So pure luck of the draw. I don't think there was like, it's kind of almost a no-brainer sometimes in which one to use. You're like, oh well. I'll play the zero water, and it's already stacked on top of a four and a three. So I'll prevent the next person from going lower than that, and I'll go seven spaces. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's really, it is a lot of fun to get a stackable. And it means that lower cards are better, but they In can way, also yeah. stink if they're early. So it's timing, right. yeah. timing your stuff. Yeah, there's a timing element to it. So how about the movement? Like, guys, I, and I, I'm sorry to keep coming back to the movement, but come on. You're mm. moving this little tiny lemming drop around this board. <laughs> a little gumdrop, right? yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to avoid these hexes of terrains that you don't have cards mm. for. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, I was kind of bored. Yeah, by the whole I couldn't movement. even find out how to ditch my hand. I know there's a way, but I could not see the obvious way to ditch my hand and get new cards. Mm-hmm. Like, do I just draw one card? I didn't see an option for that. So what do you guys think? Shades of Ludo? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, a little bit. White I mean, for me. But it's not really Ludo. But I, yeah, it has a yeah. little bit of that race element. You have to mm-hmm. you have to try to get the right card to get out. You need the right card or the, at least the correct terrain in order to move forward. Yeah. There's a little bit of blocking one another. Um, I mean, talk about a player one advantage. I think it'd be better in person now, in a way, because I like the little lemming meeples. <laughs> Yes, and the lemming somebody meeples. took the, the clever little bit, uh, if you're looking at the picture, to put little googly eyes on them. <laughs> yes, and shout out to Bor- shout out to Yukata.de. By the way, guys, you can go to Yukata.de right now and play games for free. Go and do it. It's super, mm-hmm. super fun. Once mm-hmm. you figure out how to navigate the arcane, ancient <laughs> way of accessing a game, it's still yeah. a lot of fun. And um, the... The blocking element of this game was by far the most fun piece for me. Mm. Just 
taking a little hex, you get one little hex, and you mm-hmm. plop it right in front of a, your opponent. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah. So that you're like, yeah, you better hope you got that card. <laughs> That's right. See, I feel like there was a brutal player one advantage, though, because you push your opponents forward if you run into them. So they're already ahead of you, and you're behind them, and you're making them even further ahead of you, and potentially pushing them out of terrain that they might have been stuck in, just so you can get to where you want to go. It's like, ouch. <laughs> it was, yeah, but I was, I, yes, but the blocking might help you with that, right? Just try to block the first player more. It's I kind guess. of like the way Mario Kart, mm-hmm. I don't know if you play Mario Kart, but mm-hmm. they have this... Stop the runaway first player by sending out special things that just target yeah. the first player. The insta-death Ooh. turtle shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the blocking does that. Uh, stop it a little bit. And I want to say Yukata.de, I thought the little lemmings were really boring on Yukata. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, look at this little oval. doesn't even look yeah. like a lemming. But... As soon as the lemming started to move, <laughs> it popped eyes. Yeah, it was weird. And, and, and the, the eyes, eyes grew away. out of it. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. It's alive. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now you're going round. You're going round this board, around, around. Is it too long? Is it too short? What about the length? I think with multiple players, it would be pretty long. Like to try to get what you want but um, once the cards start stacking you move pretty fast for the most part yeah that's where the real movement yeah mm-hmm. happens and and typically i think we all got one of our lemmings out to a nice good mm-hmm. pace mm-hmm. and then it's like oh now i have to start paying attention to my second lemming <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there isn't the, the the two lemmings that you're moving aren't really related in the sense of how how you move so mm-hmm. there's no disadvantage to disregarding one for a while while you yep. get get yourself in a great position in yep. the optimum position for your first lemming to go. Well now that's right. very Ludo. Yeah. That's well, very ha- Ludo. The slight right. difference from Ludo though is that you have to get your second piece on the board on your second move. You can't leave it sitting back there until you get but one. But then piece you can the leave board. it for as long as you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you can just leave it in the first spot and land it on right. And I found myself moving the second one when I really couldn't move the first one efficiently yeah mm-hmm. like all right, i don't Efficiency, have the right card it? to move the the first guy the way i want to mm-hmm. but this card will work nicely yeah. for uh number two so mm-hmm. hi hey get get going mm-hmm. yes that's a nice little that's a nice little addition to your basic you know ludo style thing where it's just like mm-hmm. all the pieces move exactly the same way over the exact same terrain and boards right whatever mm-hmm. spaces but here you really could be in a spot where you don't have the proper terrain cards to move one, but you could swing the other one. And that mm-hmm. that choice, that variety, the ability, flexibility was nice. Mm. It stopped a lot of frustration. Yeah. So, uh, Evan, you have on your script here written down the note, why lemmings? <laughs> what do you mean by that? These things could have been anything. They could have been... You know, gerbils, basset hounds, they dwarves, could have been, uh, basset hounds, they, they could have been cheetahs, mountain, you, you know, know there, fantasy there, dwarves. There, there's hounds. nothing connected. Yeah, it could have been anything. Yeah, why lemmings? Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what the, that choice was all about. <laughs> there's something inherently attractive about lemmings as opposed to some other, you know, animal of the plains. I don't know. So yeah, I couldn't quite I figure that part out. <laughs> I don't know, maybe lemmings were all the rage in Germany in 2014. <laughs> it's possible. Well, 
I, I mean, doubt cute it. animals <laughs> were a thing, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. they're just trying to think of a cute animal and Groundhogs what can be racing, what ra- what kinds of animals race. Or maybe maybe a tweak would have been you, you, you get to choose a different type of animal. You're racing four different kinds of animals against each other, and some have variances to the others. Like these, you, you subtract one, one minus one from this one, but you get a bonus for this type. You know, you mix yeah, it up like a little I'm bit. A, like I'm a mountain lemming, and I move faster through the mountains. Or Oh, yeah. You know, or like, like I'm the jetpack lemming, and I have a jetpack. But right. I can, so every turn, you can I use have a chance t- to blow up if I uh, land in the wrong <laughs> spot. You use it once or yeah. twice a game, right? And you can now we're jump, talking. Do like yeah. a jump of four spaces. Look at spaces that. We already made a better game. <laughs> Two seconds of thought. It's the expansion. <laughs> yeah. Lemon <laughs> gadgets. Stretch yep. goals. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Leming. <laughs> uh, Mike. The cover, like Celeste said, didn't really deliver what it, it promised. Um, at, its, at its heart, it's a race game, which already starts off as not my really my favorite category to begin with. Um, there were a couple choices to be made about how to be efficient with your movement, but the unnecessarily static starting board didn't leave much room for replayability, in my opinion, so I'll bury this. Ed? The game is easy to learn, and it has some neat little strategies in the way you play card combos are fun. Oh, boy. It's not maybe necessarily the most exciting game to look at, but, um, so I might not seek this out to play, but I would play it again, and for that reason, I'll give it a light dig. Okay, Evan? Lemingue, or Leming, whatever. <laughs> it was okay. It... It's not broken. Ringing a door. It's that. not broken. <laughs> it's not broken. I would play. I would play this with kids. <laughs> it's. I think it's a good game for kids on game mm-hmm. night, family sure. family game night. And you're right. It's not all that exciting. And I had some issues with how you know the colors kind of worked and and some other basically. But I can't bury it for the on the merits of the game. And therefore, like Ed, I will wow. slightly dig it up. Wow! 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 Um, slightly. All right. Well, okay. I have a choice to make here. <laughs> Go ahead, Celeste. <laughs> I feel uh, like honestly, this one's going to win it... the Mediocrities Award. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. If I were judging it only against other race games, I would certainly dig it up. Of the race game category, it doesn't mm. stink. But <laughs> race games in general stink, usually. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a tough balance. Um, mm. I'm going to say yes. I think there's enough interest here that I would play this a few more times. It was fun trying to, you know, navigate around the board a little bit and blocking other people was fun. So, and quick and easy to learn. So I'm digging it up. Well, what is it? Oh, we're ending? Wait, I want to invite them to go to social media. Oh, what is Wait up, Evan. I, I up. heard the pause and I was like, okay. <laughs> He's what? like, that's my cue. <laughs> what is it? This is so, but now it's going to fall flat because it's not even this that good of an invite. This episode is bananas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Getting used to the new oh, schedule. Forget it. Just yeah. come talk to us on social media and tell us how uh, hilarious it was that we messed up our closing. Cue it, Evan. <laughs> 
And that brings us to the end of our show. <laughs> we look forward to hearing from you and about all the games you're playing. We love to hear game suggestions about what you think we should be playing next uh, or anything you want to tell us, a funny story or anecdote. We love to hear them. Uh, come see us anywhere. You can get our patron-only podcast by becoming a patron of the show on our whichgamefirst.com website. And if you get a chance, please leave us a like, rating, or review anywhere. Happy gaming, explorers. Uh, more poison. I mean tea, your majesty. <laughs> oh, no, a cliff. Wait, should, Can we follow that <laughs> lemming toy bus? <laughs> oh. that, well, Ed's trying to combo. And that brings <laughs> us to the end of our show. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys had to experience that. In case you that. didn't know. <laughs> oh, my God.